1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio.
2: Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that decodes history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier and today, we're celebrating the humble ZIP Code, an innovation that revolutionized the U.S. Postal Service and helped it keep up with an ever-growing mail volume brought on by urbanization and the post-war boom. The day was July 1st, 1963. The zip code was introduced as part of a nationwide effort to improve the speed of mail delivery in the United States. Despite its rollout in the early 1960s, the zip code system was originally developed as a time-saving tool to help understaffed post offices during World War II. However, the idea was eventually shelved and wouldn't be put to wide-scale use until 20 years later. Many people don't realize it, but the ZIP in ZIP Code is actually an acronym that stands for Zoning Improvement Plan, and in this case, the name really does say it all. The code was part of a plan to improve the way that mail was sorted by address. Under the old system, postal workers had to hand-sort letters by city address, which not only took a long time, but also required an almost encyclopedic knowledge of geography. The numbers in a zip code, however, specify the exact region, or zone, of the country to which a piece of mail should be delivered. This helpful string of numbers enabled the use of new technologies, including optical scanners, which were able to electronically scan and sort mail using that coded information. With this new machinery and the advent of zip codes, a single postal worker was able to sort up to 30,000 letters per hour nearly ten times the amount that could be hand-sorted in the same amount of time. To be clear, though, that kind of improvement didn't happen all at once. Zip codes first had to be introduced and widely adopted in order to justify the investment in costly new scanners and sorting machines. Unfortunately, getting the public on board with the project proved harder than expected. At first, government agencies and large bulk mailers, like magazine distributors, were the only ones to consistently use the new zip codes. Private citizens were much slower to embrace the new system for their personal correspondence, and that was a major problem, since zip codes could only work as intended if everyone used them. The Postal Service came up with some creative and pretty bizarre methods for getting the public on board with zip codes, but before we get into that, I want to take a second to explain what the five digits in a zip code actually mean. That's the best way to understand why they were such a game changer for mail delivery. So starting from the left, the first digit represents the region or zone where the street address is located. For the purpose of zip codes, the country is split into ten zones, numbered 0 to 9. The number increases as you go from the east coast to the west. So, for example, the easternmost states, like Maine and New York, have zip codes that begin with a 0 or a 1. Maryland is a 2, and so on, until you reach western states like California and Washington, which both begin with a 9. The other four digits of a zip code specify the location of an address even further. The second digit corresponds to a state, or to two or more less populous states, and the third digit identifies the central post facility that services that area. Lastly, the fourth and fifth digits of a zip code signify the local post office that delivers mail to the given address. As you probably just noticed, there's a great deal of information contained in those five little numbers, but not a lot of entertainment value in explaining what they all mean. Thankfully, the U.S. Postal Service recognized that drawback and launched a flashy advertising campaign to help explain and raise awareness of the new zip code system. This included celebrity endorsements, like in this TV spot where Broadway star Ethel Merman sings a jingle about Zip Codes set to the tune of Zippity-Doodah.
1: Welcome to Zip codes. learn it today. Send your mail out the five-digit way.
2: The Postal Department also created a new cartoon mascot named Mr. Zip to highlight all the speed and efficiency that Zip Codes would bring to mail delivery. If you've never seen Mr. Zip, or Zippy, as he's known to his friends, he's basically a smiling, orange-skinned, stick-figure mail carrier. Dressed in a blue uniform with a mailbag over his shoulder and a letter in hand, Mr. Zip appeared in print and TV ads throughout the 1960s and 70s. He was sometimes featured with other Zip Code promoters, like Ethel Merman, comic strip detective Dick Tracy, and American folk band The Swingin' Six. Who are the Swingin' Six? I'll pretend you asked. They were a little-known pop folk group from the 1960s who were best remembered today for the epic 15-minute musical PSA they made for the postal service, broadcast on local TV channels beginning in 1967. Zip Code with the Swingin' Six used upbeat original songs, campy comedic skits, and animated graphics to encourage the reluctant public to finally embrace zip codes. There's really no way to do the ad justice just by talking about it. You really need to see it for yourself, which you can on YouTube. But for now, here's a clip from the opening song to whet your appetite.
1: Well, back in the days of the Thirteen Colonies, Cry was freedom and how to defend it. Mailing a letter wasn't much trouble. There weren't
2: too many places to send it, but now it's a different story. They've got more mail than ever before
1: It's stuffed in bags, stacked on shelves
2: There's hardly room for anything more
1: There's been a mail explosion They've got a terrible load You've got to help them right away before the use
2: the Postal Service pulled out all the stops to sell the country on the importance of zip codes, and by all accounts, Mr. Zip and the Swingin' Six really seemed to do the trick. Zippy, in particular, became something of a pop culture icon, appearing on magazines, mail trucks, and even consumer goods like lunchboxes, tin banks, and bobbleheads. But the surest sign of Mr. Zip's success was that by 1970, just seven years after the start of the campaign, Zip code usage had reached 86% nationwide, and by the end of the decade, it had climbed to 97%. It took a lot more time and effort than anyone had expected, but in the end, the zip code finally lived up to its full potential, and postal workers across the country got some much-needed breathing room. It was a solid win for the country, no doubt, but all that success does kind of make you feel for Mr. Zip. He played a crucial role in getting the country on board with the system, but he's basically been left by the wayside ever since. Sure, he's appeared on a few commemorative stamps here and there, but that's a far cry from hobnobbing with Dick Tracy. The worst part is Mr. Zip wasn't even replaced with a better mascot, or any mascot. Yeah, there's a vaguely defined eagle head on the current Postal Service logo, but that hardly counts. And that's why I'm urging all like-minded listeners to write to the Postmaster General and call for the immediate reinstatement of Mr. Zip. A simple email will suffice, but I recommend sending an old-school paper letter with a stamp and everything. You know, to really get on their good side. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also pass along any comments, questions, or concerns you might have by dropping us a line at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class.
0: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
2: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.